0: so this is the backstory of this show on shame a couple months ago my pastor grace spencer came to me and said you know mel have you ever done a story or show on shame shared your story or really featured that on see here love and i was like actually i never have and so this is why this show came about i realized that with the popularity of Brene Brown and her thoughts, her TEDx show and her books, that shame was something that culture was really responding to and interested in. So we thought, why don't we do a show on shame from our own Christian perspective? So we brought in some amazing guests, Sathya, Grace, Andrea, and Cheryl, to talk about their connection with shame, their thesis on shame, tools on shame, and what addictions can do uh, to create shame um, and being hidden and sharing our secrets um, out so that we can move from darkness to light. And so this show really comes from a place where a lot of us don't even know that a lot of our decisions in life are, are um, fueled by shame and to identify what shame is and what we can do to uh, forgive uh, to move forward and not live In those kinds of secrets So that's what this show is about um, I was really, really Impacted by our guests Who uh, shared their personal Stories and I know that you will be Encouraged with the show but also I'm hoping that if you Are dealing with And living under shame that it's time To come into the light And find freedom. That's coming up You Welcome to See, Here Love. I'm your host, Melinda. And I'm so glad we're talking about this emotion today, this topic on shame. I know for many of us sitting here, Brene Brown, author, has been a big, big influence in the discussion of shame and vulnerability. I've struggled with shame. I know you on the panel have worked through and struggled with shame as well. So this is going to be a great show because I know from our audience and listeners, They've been asking us here at See Here Love about things like shame and forgiveness. And so I want to be a platform to give help and advice and practical tools on how to deal with shame. So I'm so glad you're here. And before we go any further, I definitely need to introduce you all. So let's start with Cynthia. Cynthia, Sam, you are a fourth generation pastor.
1: I am. Didn't stand it
0: wow. wow. <laughs> How does that feel?
1: I don't know. I don't know any different, That's all I know.
0: That's true. And you've also founded Deep Clean, a program that helps men overcome pornography. Yeah. And it's because you have had to come out of a pornography addiction.
1: Yeah, that's right. So yeah, grew up in the church. I mean, my dad was a pastor, grandpa was a pastor, knew all the rights and wrongs, and had a journey with it that was tough. And when I got free, I thought, I'm gonna do everything I can to help other guys experience that freedom too.
0: Yeah, fantastic. And you had to really struggle through shame and guilt because of your addiction.
1: Of course, yeah. Yeah. It's like the core part of it, yeah.
0: Right, I'm glad you're here because I think you're gonna have a lot to say into talking through shame, so welcome. It's great to be here. Grace Spencer. You have been transplanted from Fresno, yes. California, all the way to Oakville, Ontario. Welcome. Yes, thank a, you. <laughs> bonjour, I'm trying to be Canadian to welcome you from, from the US. Yes. Welcome, you are currently the pastor of Reunion, which is a Be in Christ Church. Right. And you have written a thesis. Right. Get ready for this title. Naked and Unashamed. Using restorative justice to develop a biblical theology of shame and equip the church for the criminal reentry crisis. Yes, nice. wow. That's okay. her thesis. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well we are. We have a lot to learn from you. And again, you were the one, Grace, that came to me and said, Melinda, you should do a show on shame. Mm-hmm. So this is. Here we are, I'm so, so thank, you. thank you, thank you, because I think it was important, to so welcome. Thanks. And to my left, Andrea Gruenwald, a registered psychotherapist who for over the past 20 years has helped individuals and teams unleash their potential. You work with um, organizations as well as families as a registered therapist, and you like to identify roadblocks in our lives and get people back on the critical path to achieving our goals. Right, and shame is one of them is one of the roadblocks. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So we're gonna learn a lot from you and unpack that. So thank you, I'm glad you're here. Thank you. And Cheryl Nembhard, (laughs) co-host, author and speaker. But one of your key speaking themes, Cheryl, is about shame. And it's based on your own personal story where you've gone through trauma,
2: grace, and yet redemption. Yeah, and there's freedom and there's healing on the other side of shame. Can't wait to talk about it. Right,
0: well, let's welcome the all. Live audience again, I should welcome, welcome. You know, I, we usually don't have a live audience, so this is gonna be great. We can kind of pull so the good. energy from them, so I'm so glad that you're all here. So let's get started right away, because this is a big topic. But for some people, they're like, I have, I've heard of shame, I don't really know what it is. So let's start with you, Sathya. How would you define shame?
1: So shame is the core belief that something is wrong with you. Mm-hmm. And so it's the, it's the voice that tells you you should be something you're not, you should be better, you should be different, you fell short. And the problem with shame is that it breeds insecurity. So as long as there's insecurity in an environment, the person, we're wired to do everything we can to find safety again. And whether you find good ways to do it or bad ways, that's up to you. Uh, But that's where you run into pornography issues and a whole plethora of issues because of this thing that says something is wrong with you. So
0: something is wrong with me, I am unworthy, I'm not lovable, I'm damaged goods, and we live under those well, we think truths, but really lies.
1: Exactly.
0: And which, which determine, influence a lot of our decisions. Yeah. yeah. Wow, good, good. All right, Grace, for you, what is the difference between shame, guilt, and regret? A lot of people think that shame is guilt, hmm. guilt is regret, regret is shame, but there's actually sort of three parts to shame, guilt, regret. Right, yeah, and Brene Brown sort of
3: succinctly um, distinguishes the difference between shame and guilt. She says, guilt is, I've done something bad, shame is I am bad. Shame is connected to the self. Guilt is a feeling of remorse because we didn't live up to an external moral standard. Regret is over an incident or something that we've done, but shame is who I am, which that's why it makes it so difficult to remediate or process because it's attached
0: to the self. Wow. Yeah. So that's well done, because <laughs> I think I just got like a lesson there between shame, <laughs> guilt and, re- and regret. And shame really is, is ourself believing right. these truths about us.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Wow. Good. Thank you for that. And Andrea, you know, it's called the most powerful master emotion. Mm-hmm. It's also called a silent epidemic. Mm-hmm. Why? What, that's. I mean, those are strong words and themes. Talk to us about that. Why would it be the most powerful master emotion out of anything? I think other people would say, well, maybe hate is or maybe you know, regret or guilt are, mm-hmm. but they say this is the most powerful, and it also is, on the other side, a silent mm-hmm. epidemic. Yeah, I think that's because it's
4: foundational. It's like if you imagine a volcano, there's all this power and stuff going on underneath, and when the, when the volcano blows, you only see the evidence of it. And Sathiam so talked about um, all these different kinds of things that happen when shame is triggered, you know, pornography or shame, like you, you see the behaviors of those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, it's, it's secret, it's underneath, we don't see it until it's, we see the evidence of it and the, the result of right. it. And that's, it's powerful. Mm-hmm. powerful so a shame, driver.
0: is it something that is said to you, done to you? Like what, what happens to, for you to then feel shame about you? What would you say?
4: So I would think oh. there's three causes.
0: Okay. One is trauma.
4: So if we have childhood trauma, one is um, if we do things ourselves that we're ashamed of and um, one is there's something with us that we are ashamed of. It's sexual abuse, yeah. it's uh, okay. emotional abuse, okay. it's, it's something in our childhood that's done to us and we develop those those statements that mm-hmm. again okay. we talked about you know i'm not good enough i don't belong i'm a, i'm inconvenient to people mm. you know those kinds of okay. things and mm-hmm. we we then act on those beliefs that we believe are true but they're actually lies mm-hmm, right. and that's when you see the result of the volcano that that right. shame gets triggered and all of a sudden you see these addictions you see pornography you see um
0: alcoholism drugs but when you yeah. say master emotion yeah. talk to me about that because that sounds to be like the the main emotion mm. And so what does that mean? What does that look like for somebody who's like, I I think I'm getting it, but but what do you mean that it it would master my life shame? Mm. And it could, what would you say, Grace?
3: Well, I think part of it, and this is kind of what I was touching on, is that it's so difficult to remediate or process because it is attached to your identity. So with guilt, you can confess, you can decide that you're going to behave differently, but what do you do when you're the problem? right? And how do you even process something that is so painful and traumatic, you have to relive the emotion. Mm -hmm. And that's why shame often makes us feel like we want to hide. But at the end of the day, you can't hide from yourself, right? Right.
0: So what do you, what do you do with it? Right. And that's when we're saying that there's addictions and things that we do.
1: Yeah, exactly. I Mm -hmm. think, I think guilt is like, you know, you've done something wrong, but when you have shame, yeah, it'll drive you to find anything possible to remedy this core belief or this voice in your head that's nagging at you.
2: Yeah, yeah. for me, like, you know, if, if you imagine yourself being attacked by an army, shame is the general right? And so shame brings with it these false identifiers. I'm ugly, I'm fat, I'm no good, I can't make it. And we begin to sort of, so shame brings all of these things. So it's like this sort of bundle, if you will, Mm -hmm. that we we take on. And so to to release the shame, we almost have to re-identify and rewire our spirits and our minds to understand the truth of who we are. that's why it's so heavy good Good
0: stuff sorry I was
3: gonna say I like to sometimes it's helpful for me to think about it as a hot potato like nobody wants it so you're like here you take it so we try to do all these things to get rid of it violence addiction um, all these different things right because it's so painful and we don't know what
0: to do with it yeah that is so good thank you for your thoughts well when we come back we discuss the antidote to shame and share our personal stories of shame to self-acceptance and forgiveness. That's coming up.
5: Check out the See Here Love podcast and get the backstory.
0: Good
2: job.
5: Get the inside scoop on real issues and real answers on common challenges we all face in relationships and in life. Find See Here Love on Apple
2: Podcasts.
0: Hi, I'm Melinda, host and executive producer of See Here Love, and I hope you are enjoying our conversation today. Well, you may not realize that See Here Love is made possible by the support of viewers and listeners like you. So would you please consider becoming a monthly donor? Any gift goes a long way in helping us build a community of women and men who talk about real issues and struggles as we navigate our faith together. Well, please go to seeherelove.com now and click on the big purple donate button. Thanks so much. Start your week off with me in your inbox. Sign up for our weekly newsletter today for exclusive content of See Here Love blogs, behind-the-scenes footage, and access to giveaways you'll love. Sign up today, and let's start our week together. Lovely energy. And you know what? I think we need this kind of energy for a topic like shame. (laughs) Like, after I came out, no offense to you guys, but after that, I was like, oh, wow, okay. The hot potato, and how many times I've done that. But this is good, because you know, as a host, I'm learning, like I have not arrived and I'm always learning yeah. and trying to, you know, be better, be the best version of myself and who Jesus has created me to be yeah. and wants for me yeah. to live in this, in this free place. So, all right, let's go right into antidote. Let's talk about the antidote. If shame is this, then what is the antidote to help us? So, Cynthia, let's start with you. Um, what would you say the antidote to shame for you has been?
1: So I'd say it's two things. The first thing is self-acceptance and the second thing is security. Okay, so it's anything you can do to get to those places where you're actually rooted you're grounded and there's yeah There's safety that's stable and there's self-acceptance That's not going to waver when someone says something to you someone does something to you or you make a mistake You're able to bounce back quickly and stay in those places. So for me That's why I've designed a program to help guys get free of pornography Um, And those are like the two kind of underlying causes is to help guys find themselves love themselves and feel safe in who they are.
0: How long did you struggle with uh, your pornography addiction? 15 years. 15 years and living in shame.
1: Yeah, living in shame, pastoring, leading worship, just like living my life, but, but having that in the background and not knowing how to get free.
0: And so what was, what was the first step and realize I have to get free after 15 years of this?
1: Oh, yeah, I mean, there was, there was lots, but the, the first step was really owning it, realizing this is my problem. I can't blame the friend who led me to the website the first time it happened. I can't blame the circumstances that drive me, the stress in university or anything else. I have to own it, I'm making the choice. And that was actually really powerful because once you realize you're part of the problem, you're also part of the solution. Yes. And yeah. until you realize that, you will deflect and blame other people. So that was really helpful for me.
0: So that was the self-acceptance part?
1: That's the, yeah, that's right. it. And self-acceptance naturally leads to security. Right. Because once you start to accept who you are, you become really comfortable in your skin. And that's a much better place to live.
0: Beautiful. High five to that. Way to go. (laughs) Deep (laughs) clean, right? You worked hard, and it's deep Deep clean. clean. That's the name of the project. Wonderful. So for you too, the antidote was to the self-acceptance, and then you actually said, you know, I want to create a space, a safe space for for men to become free as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, 15 years is way too long. Yeah. So, So for me, I was like, okay, when I figure this thing out, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure other guys don't have to struggle as long as I did.
0: Awesome, way to go. So proud of you, so good. I think he deserves a big clap. Way to go, Cecilia! amazing. Okay, great, so Grace brings this to me. I didn't realize her thesis was that massive, long, in itself a thesis, her title. Uh, But talk to us about what what is the antidote and what's your sort of connection with shame?
3: Mm -hmm. Well, I feel
0: like uh, definitely part
3: of the antidote is Jesus and having a relationship with him. And what is so beautiful about this narrative that we have in the Bible is that we see God's profound identification with us in our shame. Mm -hmm. And if we talk about empathy as an antidote for shame, like God stands with us and understands and sees us. And this all culminates on the cross. And if we go back to that image of this hot potato, what we see on the cross, you know, with shame, we're like, oh, you take this. And Mm -hmm. Jesus says, here, I'll take it. Let me take it for you. Right? Mm -hmm. Because when you look at the cross, it's this profound experience of shame. And we have these pictures of Jesus on the cross that often involve clothes and things like that, but he was naked mm-hmm. right, on the cross. Um, so we see with God that he stands with us in our shame, that he sees us, that he understands, and that he provides a transformation of the self, which is really the solution to shame, right? If shame is about who I am, then
0: in Christ we have this new identity and we have this transformation, right? So. Amazing. And then you're like, I'm going to write this thesis. Right. And based on because of the work that you did with juveniles.
3: Yeah. So I was doing restorative justice. I was working in with a church that was doing work in an area of high concentrated poverty. And I just saw uh, the profound impact and disastrous consequences of shame. And so wanting to equip the church with the theology to respond to this because... Jesus and and from the very beginning when shame entered the world God wanted to provide a way out Mm -hmm. wanted to restore our relationship with him Mm -hmm. and provide that transformation so wanting to to equip the church to respond to this epidemic
0: one of, I'm so glad that you're pastor actually mm-hmm. Grace is my pastor <laughs> and it is a joy to see you know a young woman lead with deep theology and love for Jesus so thank you for being a great pastor but just an amazing woman and in, in what you're doing thank you. so thank you so much and that's a beautiful thing that with shame Jesus gets it mm-hmm. he gets it because he said I will take the shame yeah. onto the cross on me mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. that's beautiful thank you so much oh yeah that's beautiful <laughs> Cheryl, to you, I mean, you've gone through a lot uh, personally in your own life of trauma, mm. grace and redemption. I love, our, I love your story. For you, the antidote for shame
2: in your own life. Uh, two things. You know, the Bible says that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And there's a power and a freedom that comes in being able to share our story. Mm-hmm. Um, it lifts the veil of shame. Uh, it, it fi- it, it, we suddenly find commonality with others that we're not alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not a singular, singular story. Um, and then we step into this awesome place of forgiveness. And forgiveness, I just want to ride on what you're mm-hmm. saying, is the ultimate antidote for shame. Mm-hmm. Uh, forgiveness that, divinely to us and then us to ourselves. Um, I feel like that it, it, those things lift that cloak of shame. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to say, for me, I was going through uh, a lot of things. For, uh, many people identify with sexual abuse and rapes and different things in my life. And I had to separate and realize that this is what has been done to me. Mm-hmm. It is not who I am. Mm-hmm. And that's such a huge like difference of posture for people to take. So just for someone that's watching, that's what has happened to you. But it's it's not your story. It's not who you are.
0: And you have come out. I mean, Cheryl. If people knew you then to now,
2: dude.
0: I mean, you were. I mean, your story. And <laughs> if I can say, I mean, you just said raped, abused. You were in a girl gang. Yeah. You on
2: and off the streets. You
0: on and off the streets. Your your father left your yeah. family when you were young. Mm-hmm. I mean, all the things against you, Cheryl, that could have. That really could have like wiped you out, and, should have, and should have, yeah, right. And and then not only that, even if you survived, you would have been living in that shame constantly and not been able to do the work that you're doing yeah. as far as speaking and whatnot.
2: Yeah, I, I I am here totally and solely because of the redemptive forgiveness of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah, forgiveness that I received for myself, and then forgiveness that I stepped into and lived out. Letting it go is everything, but I know there'll be a time we'll be talking more about forgiveness. Yeah,
0: right. Yeah, good. Well, I'm glad you're here, and I'm yeah. glad you've been on this journey with us. So day one. Yes, day one. High five! To <laughs> that. High five to that! <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you. Thanks for sharing, Andrea. For you is, as as um, an expert in this, you know, tools. Because I think a lot of people who are listening and watching are like, okay, I'm getting it. I'm tracking with all these things. Uh, the antidote, then, is what, to you, as someone who has listened to hundreds of people struggle with shame themselves. Absolutely.
4: So, you know, we talk about spirituality. We talk about faith. We talk about forgiveness. We talk about um, redemption and, and really getting our identity in Christ and who we are and being redeemed. Um, in my world, we, you know, the tool of therapy for trauma There's something called EMDR, eye movement desensitization, reprocessing for trauma therapy. There's cognitive behavioral therapy, correcting the lies that we believe. mm -hmm. Um, Forgiveness is a huge thing. So we wanna choose that tool, whether it's um, faith, uh, forgiveness, getting our beliefs straight, going for therapy, going for trauma therapy. You know, we wanna choose at, at whatever time, what makes sense and what's specific to that thing. And mm-hmm. holistically, it all comes together. Right. And we need all of them, That's good. yeah, to be whole.
0: So what I'm hearing, you know, cause I'm, I'm, I'm learning. I mean, one of the great things about being a host is that, you know, I, I usually huh. do topics that I don't know anything about and then I just sit and learn. Yeah. And actually, you know, then it's like, I've got free learning <laughs> for life. I think this is great. Okay. So I, I think, you know, the things I'm pulling, it's like this whole idea of like the self-acceptance. I can't blame people for the choices that I made in that way. Like, I love what you said. Like, I didn't blame the guy who took me to the porn website. Yeah. Like, I actually had to own that because I, I could choose not to have gone, even though he showed me. And so I think that's really key. Like, owning, owning the decisions that you're making.
1: Yeah. I mean, on this side of it, obviously, like someone like Cheryl's story, it's a bit different. Right. But a mistake made once is a mistake. A mistake made twice is a choice. Mm-hmm. And you have to be able to own that.
0: Wow, so that's good, so the owning of it yeah. and then you know I think grace, for you just expand this whole idea of, of understanding that we're not holding on to we don't have to hold on to the shame yeah. but that that sense of Jesus, mm-hmm. whether you're a follower of Jesus whether however long you're on you know the journey mm-hmm. or you're just seeking him out, that is a powerful thing like he takes my shame, yeah, yeah. Like what? Like who would wanna do that? But Jesus does. Yep.
3: And where shame says you don't belong, the cross says you belong to Jesus. And where shame says you're unworthy of love, the cross says you're so worthy that God took on flesh and died on a cross to be with you in your shame.
0: Wow. That is beautiful. I think people need to remember that about Jesus. Mm -hmm. I think when people are like, why do you follow Jesus? Or I'm not into Jesus? This explanation, anybody can get behind and in front of and go, wow. Yeah. That is beautiful, I wanna be in relationship with that person, Yeah, you know, that God. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it gives me chills, I'm like, it's amazing. And then Cheryl, for you, again, you know, that idea of, you know, f- understanding the forgiveness of God to yeah. you and then forgiving others that have harmed and hurt you.
2: Yeah, That's powerful, that's the key. That's the key and, and, and separating yourself from the story, especially if it's been inflicted, mm-hmm. uh, very different worlds, but when things have happened to you, not embodying that as your own truth. And the one who writes in blood redefines our story. Right.
0: good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. And then Andrew, I love the tools. It's, it, it takes so this whole holistic mm-hmm. realization that I need, you know, mind, body, soul, mm-hmm. that we some people need to go to therapy and specific therapy to help. You know, um, taking, you know, sort of opening, here it is, opening the curtains yeah. of the of the closed room and mm-hmm. exposing mm-hmm. The secret and the lie, so that others uh, can help you and that you can get healing. Yeah. Those are, it's really, really good. So good. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Those were great thoughts. I know that we could talk for like five hours and maybe we'll continue this afterwards, but uh, thank you so much for your thoughts. Well, I love the antidote to shame um, in that it's really a relationship with Jesus who informs and defines who we are. I love that. I also love reading Bible verses that encourage me and remind me of who. I am. And that's why the good word is so, so important. So, Joanna, our Bible teacher is waiting in the wings to share some good news about our identity in Christ. Here's to you, Joanna. Well, we said on the show today, Mel, that shame is the core
5: belief that something is wrong with you at the very core. And yet, we can live with this for a long time without actually believing the truth of what God says about us. There are many people in our lives and even in, our, in ourselves, we may not remember what God says about us. The psalmist in Psalm 103 talks about shame and talks about this antidote to shame when he says, the Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse you nor harbor his anger forever. He doesn't treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities, for as high as the heavens are above the earth so great is his love for those who fear him. And as far as the east is from the west, so has he removed our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on all of us who fear him. This is a hearkening back to Exodus chapter 34 where God for the first time is telling Moses and Moses as a representative of the people of Israel who God is and how he describes himself. He gives Moses his own name, Yahweh. And he says, Not you know I'm six foot two and I weigh this weight and this is how old I am as some of us might describe in a bio he describes himself by his character in Exodus and the psalmist here in Psalm 103 is hearkening back to you use those exact words to describe how God thinks of us and looks towards us as the God who created us gracious and compassionate so no more shame on you in fact God says shame on off of you no more hiding he invites you to the party no more acting as small he invites you to a big wide open life he invites you like a father invites a child that he loves to his arms to the table and to a loving relationship with him as he takes the shame off of us on the cross and invites us to life everlasting
0: in jesus christ shame off of you wow joanna thank you shame off of you It's almost like this like strong stance, like a cry, a battle cry. Shame off of you, shame off of you, shame off of you. Like I could hear it because I think too many of us are living in shame. And I think just even the start of this with the show is bringing people to the realization, well, maybe I have been living in shame. Mm -hmm. Maybe all those really poor decisions I'm making are actually based on shame that I've never even Mm -hmm. thought I had. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think it's like the silent epidemic because not only is it silent because maybe we don't know it, but silent because then we're, ashamed and hide away. We have time for some last thoughts. This is our takeaway time. Over the past years, our viewers and listeners have said, we want takeaways. So I've listened to your show, but now I just want that one thing to take away with me that I can work on. Don't give me like a a huge flood of ideas. It's too overwhelming, one thing. So thoughts about that are one takeaway to encourage our viewers and listeners on shame. Cynthia.
1: Yeah, well, I think forgiveness is for sure top of the list, um, but we've already talked about that. So I'll give another one. Um, I call it emotional fitness. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's a lot of terms about emotional health and emotional intelligence, they all matter. Mm -hmm. But when you're fit, you're apt. Like if you get into a scenario where you have to run away from a guy because he's chasing you down, if you're physically fit, you can run away from that guy. And I think having emotional fitness keeps you armed so that when you do encounter the storms of life, which happen to all of us, Mm -hmm. um, you're still apt. You're not prone to falling back into an old pattern or an old habit. Mm -hmm. Um, So building self-awareness, journaling and having someone you can talk really candidly with those are some really practical things you can do to build emotional fitness
0: so journaling um, wait, so I like the, the journaling
1: yeah journaling and talking to someone talking candidly to those would be the two ones and then anything else you can do to build self-awareness
0: awesome thank you thank you so much it's great Grace. um yeah I would just say take away
3: sit down get to a quiet place close your eyes imagine Jesus there with you saying I see you I'm here with you mm. I understand Yeah,
0: that's my takeaway. Just spend time with Jesus doing that. And that's good because a lot of times we rush through life. We are constantly busy Mm -hmm, in the chaos and the stress. And we're like talking to him quickly as we go or asking on a a grocery list of all the things he needs to do for me. Right. Versus what you're saying is silently, To sit with him. Yeah. And he'll probably, you know what, I think, and what's happened for me, when I am quiet, I hear him even more loudly and clearer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Sit with him. Okay, Mm -hmm. Cheryl.
2: Uh, the best friend of shame is isolation. I want to break up that yeah. friendship. Um, and, and how I'm going to do that is through relationship. That's the key for me. Coming into relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, getting closer, finding community, and being able to share my story and, and, and find some strength. And also getting into relationship with myself again, which is loving myself. And I, I think relationship kind of goes all the way around. Yeah. And uh, no more isolation. Good, yeah.
4: Good. Yeah. Andrea. I think all these are great suggestions and and for me, shame invites us to run away. It invites us to hide and we wanna step into it. So lean into it. Take your strongest self, sense of self, your most courageous self, just lean into it and do something.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you. Audience, why don't we give them a hand? You guys, it's such a great job. Thank you, Sophia, Grace, Cheryl, Andrea. Thank you for being with me, encouraging. I think I learned a lot and I know our audience learned a lot and I know our viewers and listeners uh, are going to learn a lot. Well, as for me, the journey um, from shame to self-acceptance came with the realization that I didn't want my life and decisions to be informed by lies that told me that I was not worthy of love, Mm -hmm. that I was not enough, that I didn't belong, that I was damaged, that I was at fault, and I was making bad decisions because of shame that was hurting myself and others. And it was when the people who loved me spoke kindness and love and non-judgment, like my mom and dad and friends. And when I kept hearing God's whisper when I was quiet, like Grace, that you said, it changed me. It changed everything. And so God's love and others loving me changed me forever. And I hope that it will do the same for you to no longer be bound to shame. Shame gets off you. It's time to be free. Yeah. So for more information about our show and for the additional resources, go to seeherelove.com And as you journey from shame to freedom, know that always you are seen, heard, and deeply loved by God. Bye-bye.